Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Excellent. Last day before vacation. Yes. But yes. we will be recording during our vacation. We so will. Yep. Uh, you'll still get to hear us three times next week. Thank goodness. I'm sure everyone was super worried I know, about that. I know. People can't go a couple no. days without us. No. We're like a drug. Yeah. All right. Disney Parks blog. There are some Animal Kingdom birth updates. That's right. We spoke last week about the hippo that was born. Uh, and a day later, um, we had a little lowland gorilla being born. Aww. Uh, Mom Azizi welcomed her infant in a backstage area. And then the baby was later introduced to the troop at the Gorilla Falls Ex- Exploration Trail presented by Off Repellent. Oh, got a new presenter. I did presenter. not know that Off uh, presented the, the Gorilla Trail. Um, Azizi and the baby's father, Gino, are the proud parents uh, of the unnamed baby. Uh, and he has a big brother, Corey, who was born in 2014. Very cute. Yeah. All right. Um, there is a Disneyland dining guide update from the Disney Parks blog. That's right. The Storytellers Cafe, uh, as well as the Carthay Circle Restaurant, are going to be reopening. So let's start off at the Carthay Circle Restaurant, which is over at Disney's uh, California Adventure. They are going to reopen on July 22nd with bookings available beginning on July 20th. Um, Over at the Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa, the Storytellers Cafe is going to be reopening um, on July 22nd as well. They are also going to have the Mickey Tales of Adventures breakfast, and that is daily uh, daily breakfast with a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday brunch at 11 to 1. Um, also opening up soon, the Plaza Inn over in Disneyland with Minnie and Friends Breakfast will be opening August 12th. And the Golden Horseshoe will be opening for food and beverage only on July 29th. Very so good. those are your Disneyland food updates. All righty. Um, they revealed the Fab 50 sculpture. That's right. We mentioned when the 50th anniversary uh, overview was provided on Good Morning America. They mentioned the 50 fabulous uh, sculptures called the Disney Fab 50 that would be placed around the park. They're going to be cast in gold. Uh, the first one has been revealed, and it is Mickey Mouse. Of course. Yeah, um, and it will be all around the park in very prominent locations. Well, that's great. And if you want to collect them, you can collect them on Instagram. Oh, how do you collect them on Instagram? Uh, you go to the Instagram picture, and you tap and hold the bookmark icon and save it to a collection where you can save those images under one bookmark. So you, maybe you call the bookmark Fab 50. Okay. Yeah. I don't know much about Instagram. Uh, the Instagrams. I don't get it either. <laughs> um, they are featuring the Disney Wish on the Disney Parks blog and talking about um, the three family restaurants that are coming to the new ship. Yeah, this is part of the Designing the Disney Wish series, which is a series of videos put out by Imagineering and the Disney Cruise Line to talk about how they created uh, some of the stuff around the ship. And uh, they have a little video out uh, that gives some details on some of the culinary adventures that you will get in the three new family restaurants uh, on the Disney Wish that will be setting sail in the summer of 2022. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so did you want to talk at all about any of them? I know there were some stories further on that I think I got rid of. Oh, well, you got rid of them. How can I talk about them? Well, I don't know. I asked you about it. I said, should I move those stories up with the Disney Parks blog story? And you said, no, I just delete them. So I deleted them. 
Okay. Uh, we do know that we're getting three new dining experiences, one based on 1920s Hollywood, one based on uh, Arendelle, the Frozen series, and one based on Marvel. Those are the three dining rooms. Does the um, Disney Parks blog article go into any of that? or It does not. It's mainly a link to the video series for designing the Disney Wish. Okay. Which is a YouTube video, which is, of course, linked on our Facebook page. Yeah, and I'm sure it gives all that kind of information anyway yes. on there. Yep. Okay. In Disneyland, the Oogie Boogie Bash tickets are on sale. That's right. We can't get the very uh, not-so-scary Halloween party in Florida like we get every year. But California can get the Oogie Boogie Bash, a Disney Halloween party. Um, this is their separate separate ticket, um, limited capacity, after-hours event. It's going to run 25 select nights between September 9th and October 31st. Uh, and this takes place in Disney's California Adventure. It is uh, immersive treat trails. A Frightfully Fun Parade, A Villain's Grove, um, Mickey's Trick and Treat, and uh, you can check it all out at Disneyland.com slash Oogie Boogie Bash. Uh, and tickets are on sale now. I, it does not list the pricing, of course. Of course, because it's from the official Disney Parks blog. Right. And if you go to the party, even though it begins at uh, 9 p.m., I'm sorry, 6 p.m., you'll get to go into the park three hours before the party starts. That's nice. So that's a nice option. Yeah, it's more similar to what we used to do here and well, not here. There in Florida, on this right? coast. Um, all right. Um, also in Disneyland news, the mini parades are being, some mini, mini parades are being added. Um, oh, my goodness. They're being tested at Disneyland. I'm sorry. That's right. There has been a, a frozen cavalcade seen around the parks. Uh, this is a frozen float from Mickey's Soundsational Parade. Um, and it's Anna, Elsa, and Olaf, and uh, they're testing it through uh, parts of Disneyland. Uh, they have instrumental versions of music from the film while the cavalcade travels by, and it's essentially just the float with the characters, and they wave at everyone. There's no dance. There's no singing. All right. At least with the uh, Walt Disney World versions, they've got dancers that come around with them uh, for most of them, uh, but it doesn't appear to be the case in Disneyland. All right. Um, in Disneyland's Galaxy's Edge, there's some new food additions. That's right. At Katsuka's Kettle in Galaxy's Edge, which reopened on July 15th, they have a new menu on the option. Uh, on the op a new option on the menu. I cannot speak tonight. Uh, and that new option is the Batu Wilds Banana Popcorn. Oh, so if that? you if you like banana and you like popcorn, that's just your thing. It Ew. is banana flavored popcorn. Oh. Uh, the other options there right now are Outpost Popcorn Mix, which is a blend of seasonal flavors, and chocolate chocolate popcorn with Crate Red Salt. That doesn't sound terrible. Uh, but you can't get a regular popcorn. You can't oh. just get plain popcorn. Well, you can go outside of uh, Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge. Adventure. You have to go off planet popcorn. to get plain popcorn, I guess. Okay. In California Adventure, Mortimer's Market has reopened. That's right. Mortimer's Market is uh, a just a snack location. I, I don't want to say it's a kiosk because it's it's more than a kiosk. Mm -hmm. It's kind of very comparable to the little uh, food section in Liberty Square in uh, Walt right. Disney World. Mm -hmm. um, but this is an area where you can get some healthy snacks. Uh, you can get some fresh snacks. It is a uh, 1920s fruit stand uh, is what you're purchasing at. Um, it is hosted by Cuties. <laughs> for uh, they're some of my favorite. Uh, They've got a whole bunch of new sponsors. Oranges. They do. Good for them. Uh, you can purchase the seedless mandarins, also known as cuties. There, 
Um, and you can, you know, select uh, sodas, fruit bars, uh, what else? Healthy snacks, grapes, pickles. Looks like they have pickles. <laughs> Yay. So, yeah, so they are open, and that's over in California Adventure. Okay. Um, scrims are up at Flo's V8 Cafe. Yeah, scrims, never a good sign. You know what that means. Refurb time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, scrims have just gone up around part of Flo's V8 Cafe in Carsland. Uh, and that is um, one of the awnings. You know, the, they have the, the gas station pumps with the overhangs. Uh, it's one of the rows of pumps uh, that is uh, covered with a scrim right now. So the rest of Flo's V8 Cafe is open and operational. Okay. In Walt Disney World, Westward Ho has some new offerings. That is true. Uh, they have jalapeno poppers and candied bacon, which we still have yet to have. There. No, I've like tried chasing that around the park, and I have still not found it. Yep. Um, all right. And then the Jungle Cruise queue has some new props added to it. Yeah, they've added more of the SEA, which is the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, uh, props that are around the queue. And uh, we had mentioned last, well, maybe it was the other day. I was going to say last week, but uh, I believe it was on Monday's show. The manager's office was emptied of all of its props. Well, it has since been restocked uh, with props. Oh, good. So uh, they're just going back, probably cleaning things, blowing off the dust. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Has to be done every once in a while. Yep. In Epcot, some new trash cans have debuted. Yes, they have. So we know they went with this rainbow color scheme. Mm -hmm. uh, and the new trash cans uh, are white on the front and back, the mm -hmm. sides that have the trash can openings. And then on the side of the trash cans, it looks like it's going to be the rainbow colors, the primary colors that they've... So you think they're all going to vary? You don't think it's going to be a standard trash can color? Because um, the, the ones that we have in the picture here are orange. Yeah, it is the vibrant color red, which uh, apparently represents the World Discovery neighborhood. Uh, but it's right next to a purple, oh, a purple recycle bin. All right. So we'll see what happens with those. Yeah, we'll have to see. I, I like the brighter colors. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good change. I would like to. I personally, I would like rainbow trash cans, but that's me. <laughs> okay. The Epcot monorail is going to be returning on July 18th. That's right. Uh, Epcot service will bring you um, from the Ticket and Transportation Center to Epcot, and uh, that's a, that's a big deal. So. Uh, if you are staying at certain resorts, you will no longer get bus service. Oh. And that is the Grand Floridian, the Contemporary, and the Polynesian. Uh, the Grand Floridian and the Contemporary will end their Epcot bus service on July 25th, and the Polynesian will end it in mid-August. So that means you've got to take a monorail from the Contemporary to the Ticket and Transportation Center, get on the Epcot monorail, and then go to Epcot. You, can, you have no bus option to do that. Oh, yikes. That's, that's a little annoying. It is. All right. Um, uh, also in Epcot, at the American Adventure, the waiting area there is being used as a dining area. Yeah, that is now known as the Rotunda Bistro. Uh, that is one of seven new marketplaces in this year's Epcot International uh, Food and Wine Festival, presented by Corksicle, um, which officially opened on today, July 15th. Fun. Yeah, which is actually it... yesterday, if yeah. you're listening to it on Friday. I didn't realize it opened today. That's yes. fun. Um, so we have a revision to a story. Um, it appears that Rise of the Resistance is not going to be included in VIP tours. That is true. Uh, for a short period of time, VIP tour guests could walk right onto the attraction without having to get into virtual I mean, queue. that was our story, what, 
two days ago, right? Four days ago, right. something like that. Yep. Very recently. Yep. So once again, all guests, regardless of their uh, makeup, uh, whether you're alone or in a VIP group tour, must have a boarding pass. Hmm. I wonder if um, having this story out there on one of the sites made more people buy VIP tours, brought attention to it, and somebody was like, "Hey, this isn't supposed to be happening." But if you could make an additional $750 an hour or, you know, $700 an hour times six hours or seven hours, whatever the minimum is, uh, and you're only, uh, the only thing you have to give up is a cast member and six or, or 10 boarding passes for Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, no, yeah, you know? I know. But it's just um, interesting that the, that the, uh, Change was made so recently after they just talked right. about it. It was two shows ago we said that. So okay. not the last show, the show before. But anyway. Okay. Uh, where did I leave off now? I'm all confused. Um, at Animal Kingdom, work has begun on Kite kite Tales, the show that they're putting there. That's right. The, uh, the new show called uh, Disney Kite Tales, which will take place at the Animal Kingdom inside the theater uh, that is there on the water will debut on October 1st. Uh, so there is a new floating platform that has been seen on the river uh, in Asia, and there's a floating constru- construction crane next to it. So it uh, looks like they are assembling the area where jet skis and kites will be uh, housed when they are not performing. Very good. All right. Um, Entertainment news? Yes. D23 is going to host the Jungle Cruise movie screenings. That's right. On July 25th, they're holding screening events in Florida and California for D23 Gold members. Um, and uh, if you if you're first hearing about it from me, it's already too late. Always because it's uh, you know it's already been been gobbled up by people. Right. Um, so the first one on July 25th at the AMC begins at four o'clock. The event will last until six fifteen, um, and then over on the West Coast. They will have an event that begins at uh, July 29th at the El Capitan Theater at 5 p.m. Uh, your ticket also includes one popcorn, one 20-ounce drink, and one Dole Whip. Uh, and uh, you'll also receive a skipper hat. Fun. So fun times over there. Uh, the event at the El Capitan Theater will run until about 7.30 p.m. Okay. So nice little perks for D23 members. Yeah. All right. Um, in resort news, Shades of Green is going to be eligible for early park entry. That's right. Shades of Green, which is a resort that is leased to the U.S. military uh, Department of Defense. Um, uh, they will get these new uh, perks, uh, which are th- early theme park entry. And that is, as Cheryl mentioned, on uh, October 1st. Very good. Um, and Jelly Rolls over at the boardwalk is rumored to be reopening next month, but they're going to have different performers. Yeah, they're scheduled to open um, and uh, they will be bringing in uh, a new set of performers. I know, you know, it kind of been like a few set people who were playing the pianos there because it's a dueling pianos bar. And uh, apparently they will not be back. Hmm. Uh, And a lot of it seems to be uh, stemming from the fact that they received money uh, in the paycheck protection loan for related to the coronavirus, uh, and there's some restrictions around that. So, oh. who knows? May- maybe the old people will get rehired. I guess we'll see. 
A rooftop wedding venue is coming to the Swan Reserve Hotel. This is very exciting. That's right. The Swan Reserve, which is a new resort uh, over by the Swan and Dolphin, uh, will open on September 1st. Uh, and they will have a new wedding venue uh, on their rooftop that will give you great views of the uh, of the surrounding area. And it is also going to provide amazing views of fireworks. Yeah, that sounds really lovely. So it is a, the new ballroom is called The View, V-U-E. It is a 4,000 square foot space that seats up to 160 guests with floor to ceiling windows and a 1,000 square foot outdoor terrace. If I was not already married, that would be probably what I would want to do for well, a wedding. Perhaps your second marriage. I don't think, that's not a second wedding, that's not a no. second marriage kind of spending, I don't think. Okay. Um, all right. In Disney Cruise Line news, well, sort of, in cruise news, uh, Canada has announced that the cruise ship ban will end in November 2021. That's right. November 1st, 2021 is when the cruise ship ban will end. Uh, and that means that the 2022 Alaskan season will be on the books for the Disney Wonder. Oh, that's good. Um, the CDC has updated their color-coded ship statuses. I don't really totally understand what we're talking about here. So they have a, a, a status uh, for each ship in all across the cruise line industry, depending upon how many cases they have. And uh, right now, the cruise ship, all three Disney ships that are currently in U.S. waters are, are flagged as a ship status of green. There are no uh, COVID-19 cases on board, uh, and there are no... Uh, you know, no potential outbreaks there. So the color status uses data from the previous seven days uh, and CDC investigative findings. So uh, green means there are no reported cases of COVID-19 or COVID-like illness. Orange means the ship has cases of COVID-19, but is below the threshold for investigation. Yellow means that it is at the threshold for investigation. Uh, and then red means that it is at or above the threshold for passenger and crew COVID-19 cases. Uh, if it is red, it uh, there are additional precautions like returning to port immediately or delaying the next voyage. Okay. All right. Um, Loki has been renewed for a second season on Disney+. Plus. That's right. Loki had the season one uh, sixth episode the other day, the big season finale. Uh, which we have yet to watch. We've been so busy. I know. And uh, it has gotten a renewal for season number two, so it will be interesting to see how that fleshes out. How long does it usually take for a second season to come around? Um, it, I would not expect a second season for at least a year. Okay. All right. Um, Disney is going to be relocating 2,000 California jobs to Central Florida. Yeah, they announced this uh, up in January uh, during COVID, and a lot of it was when uh, California was not reopening the parks. Mm -hmm. And some people were questioning whether or not this was like a retaliation to move some of their business out of California. Right. And a lot of businesses have left California and gone to places like Texas uh, and Arizona, which I believe are more employer-friendly, business-friendly. And um, Disney came back and said, no, we've been actually working on this since 2019, pre-pandemic. Uh, but they are going to relocate about 20,000 jobs from... 2,000 uh, jobs from Southern California to a new complex at Lake Nona, uh, Florida. Uh, Lake Nona is over by Orlando International Airport. 
Uh, and these 2,000 uh, positions would join about 60,000 other Disney staff currently working in the Florida area. Uh, they are being moved over because uh, it's an opportunity to consolidate, consolidate teams uh, and allow for more collaboration from a creative and operational standpoint. So most of the people who are staying in California have a direct position that supports uh, Disneyland or the resort in California. Okay. Or I would think the studios where they're actually like filming things. Right. Um, yeah. Right. I mean, it makes sense. It's it's very expensive to do anything in California. So if they can move, they can move some of those jobs to facilities where things are going to be a little less expensive. That is true. It makes sense, and I would I would think people would want to leave um, because the cost of living is so much less in Florida versus Southern California. But right. I guess you know people have made their families and made their lives there, so. Mm-hmm. We'll see what now, happens. Now, Josh DeMauro has stated that uh, these 2,000 positions represent less than 5% of Disney's total staff in California, uh, and the employees who are relocated will be offered moving assistance. This move will take place over the course of the next 18 months, uh, and it has been uh, moved along because they're having issues upgrading and re- renovating the Disneyland Resort inside the current 490-acre uh, footprint. So they need to get as many people out of these yep. backstage areas as yeah, they, they can. Yeah, they don't have a room. Yep. All right. Um, the last story is from Universal. Uh, two new houses have been announced for Halloween Horror Nights. That's right. And these Halloween Horror Nights uh, are on both coasts. Uh, these houses will take place in both Universal Studios Florida and Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, and these two new houses are the Texas Chainsaw Massacres, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein. So that uh, that is exciting. So you'll get to see Leatherface. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the iconic 1974 slasher film. Uh, and it will be a replication of the Sawyer House. Uh, I don't know the Sawyers. I know who Leatherface is, but I've never seen the actual uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. How about you? No. No, you no. don't like those movies. No, I do not. No, Cheryl likes uh, unicorns and kittens. I do, yeah, yeah. Much better. Excellent. All right, so uh, that's it. We are, Cheryl is on vacation next week. I'm still going to be home, and uh, we will get a show out to you. So hope you all have a great weekend, and until next time, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>